This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in Asia Torah in the old city of Jerusalem overlooking the Temple Mount. And please go right online to YomTovMediaClub.com. Join the club. And uh, please, God, I think it's going to be this Sunday that we're doing a Zoom conference for all the people in the Media Club. Media Club people only. We're going to be uh, getting together in a, a Zoom conference, a live conference which I'll be doing from midnight here in Israel. What's the East Coast from midnight? It's seven hours before? 5 p.m. Sunday, and West Coast will be uh, 2 p.m.? 2 p.m.? So uh, everyone in the media club, and this is your chance to join the media club, by the way. And anyone who watches my classes or hears them on tour anytime every day, um, that the, I think that it's apropos if you're literally following these classes all the time that you're part of the club because if you care enough to watch them you should care enough that other people do too and uh, we're just about at enough level that we can hire someone full time and once we hire someone full time we can really go ballistic with it so, so please uh, join the media club and that goes for all of you live people as well okay? Yom Tov Media Club you can, even if you're a student you can join it for like next to nothing just to be part of the pro- program Okay, so here we go. Now, this class is kind of an exciting class. It's an excerpt from my seminar, which I've been running for um, almost two decades now. And uh, we're, we're actually, uh, we have, by the way, for those who were interested in it, we have added another date in English. So the Possible Youth Seminar will be running in English in Jerusalem next Sunday. That's for men. Sorry, ladies. And we have, yeah, I'm sorry. And the uh, and we have, but we also have men and women, and some women are flying from Israel for this um, in London. It's going to be in London in uh, like a couple of weeks from now, like in about I think five weeks from now. It's going to be in London, uh, London, England, uh, for men uh, on non-work hours. Women are going to be during work hours, and uh, and also uh, yeah. So that's that's what's happening. Uh, very exciting. So here's a little excerpt from it. And what we're dealing with now is how to how to have the life you want. Like, how do you actually get the life you want? And the reason that we the reason that we want to know this is ultimately because because there are there are statements that we've been making that are negative about us. Like, if you had a megaphone, like two megaphones coming out of your head, and you're walking down the street. You, you just want to find the nearest basement, meaning if it was projecting your thoughts. And especially if it was projecting your thoughts about yourself. Imagine when you're meeting people at a, I don't know, a wedding reception, and you're meeting people at the wedding reception, and their thoughts pro- start projecting out. You don't even know what's happening. So the person across from you is just looking at you and going, you're, you're not ugly. You're not, you're not dumber than me. You know, like, why are you saying that? And you're like, what do you mean? I'm not saying anything. And like... You're not a loser. Why are you saying you're a loser? You're like, I didn't. I didn't. They're like, yes, you did. And and you understand that that we're we we have internal we have internal thoughts about ourselves that we're projecting. And those thoughts that we project, even though we may not do it verbally, and we certainly don't have megaphones coming out of our heads, people pick up on them. And this is why, for example, um, someone who's uh, the one percent chance in America of a woman suffering sexual assault, uh, being a victim of that. If that happens to a woman once in America, her, now her, her statistical chance of that happening again should be like minus 300 million. 
or, or 150 million, half the population. It should be, but instead, her, her possibility of having it happen again goes up to like 40%. Because that the, whatever we go through in our lives, especially our young childhood, forgetting sexual stuff, but whatever we go through in our young childhood tends to, re- exactly what we don't want keeps repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And so we're not going to go, yesterday we did a whole class on how to break through that. And we spoke about three methodologies. One was uh, meditation, another was psychedelics, and the third was was to do um, personal transformation work, which I'm trained in. That's what I do. I lead people in this personal transformation work. But once you have, today's apropos, because once you have who you are, meaning who you actually declare yourself to be, like, for example, to declare that you are awesome. Like, everyone say, I am awesome on three. Ready? Loud. One, two, three. I am awesome. Okay? And let's say, I am amazing. One, two, three. I'm amazing. And now I'd like you to say, and this includes the men, that I'm beautiful. One, two, three. I'm beautiful. And I want you to say that I'm, I'm uniquely brilliant in my own way. Okay? So you're just saying I'm uniquely brilliant. One, two, three. I'm uniquely brilliant. And... And I am uniquely capable. One, two, three. I am uniquely capable. And and I am humbly powerful. One, two, three. I am humbly powerful. And because you're powerful, but without you know causing harm with that, you're humbly powerful. And uh, and I am I am uh, I'm healthy. One, two, three. I'm healthy. So anyway, with all these great. All these great affirmations, which we just said, which obviously are going to last for about ten seconds, because you're 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 trying to print them on paper that was already printed on. You ever try to read a document that was already printed on? Yeah, it's a little hard to uh, to make it out. You know, it's not very legible when you have a document covered in garbage, and then you try to print a fresh document on it. So what we were just ultimately doing was printing on a printed document, and that ain't going to go very far. But let's just say that you have. You have put the past in the past. You let all the documents that aren't really positive about you go down, go into the shredder. And now you want to ultimately radiate who you are into the world. And you also want to get things that you want. I mean, we all have goals. We all have dreams. There's things we all want out of life. And so you'd like to put those out there too. So there are actually ten ways to get what you want. Ten ways, and we're going to go through all ten, if I can remember them. Okay, Ten ways to get what you want. And the first three... The, ver- the first three are, are part of like the Kabbalistic... A lot of these are Kabbalistic, but the first three are thought, and then speech. What do you think I'm going to write in the last one? Action. Action, right? Action. Thought, speech, action. And what it means by thought is you're going to envision achieving that which you seek. So we just gave a lot of affirmations just now. And so you would want to envision that. You would want to, um, what's the word when you fantasize? There's a better word. Visualize. You want to visualize. You want to, what? Affirmations. Well, you want to visualize the affirmations. I mean, you want to visualize them coming true. You want to see yourself getting that. Like, for example, I mean, it's a bit of a, a... We're taking a shot in the dark here by running our seminar in England. So my staff's nervous. And, you know, I just noticed, like, things are dragging a bit in the office. 
on this whole England idea. And I finally just WhatsApp them today, and I'm like, what's going on over there? And they're like, and I get from the manager of my company saying, we're a little nervous about England, because it's, it's a bit of investment, not a little, a lot of investment in coming into a new country. <laughs> and I'm like, I just started WhatsApp, like, we're plowing ahead, we're going full bore. I left a voice note. You know, saying like, like that's, we 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 got to go totally positive in this. You know, we got to see this happening, a fully attended event going on over there, and we're going to invest, and we're gonna we're not going to. I mean, this my manager is going to give everyone cold feet in England. We got a whole team over there who we've developed. You know, if they notice we're dragging our feet, what are they going to start thinking? And so we got to just envision the success. You got that? So. So that's number one. That is, it visions everything. Oh, you only have ever gotten your life what you envision getting. I mean, that's that's all we ever get. Unfortunately, we've gotten a lot of stuff we don't want because many of us were envisioning stuff we didn't want. And so, vision is the first. Next is speech. Is you'll talk about the things you want in life. Talk about. Them. You'll notice rich people always talk about what? Money. Money. Healthy people always talk about health. health. They always do. Um, people who are into relationships are always talking about connection, interpersonal connection. Like that's all they talk about. You'll notice my I'm really into interpersonal connections, so you'll notice like I could be teaching any class, I will somehow twist the class around to make it about connection. Like I'll figure it out. You know, every every time I'll read the parsha, you know, the weekly parsha, it could have to do nothing with connection. I will figure out why it's all about connection. Like I'll somehow get it there. To why it's all about connection. That's that's where I live. I live in interpersonal connection, and I'm going to always talk about that. And therefore, I'm, I'm always going to live in a sea of love. Okay? I live in a sea of love. I, in fact, I even own that domain. I am a sea of love.com. That's mine. Okay? And you're welcome to swim in it. Okay? Now, the, um, the third, by the way, I, I'm not using it actively right now, so I've got it in, on Facebook. It's the archive of every video that I do live. It is on the Facebook, archived under I'mASeeOfLove.com. So if you go on, on Facebook and put I'mASeeOfLove.com, you get like hundreds of, of these classes. Yeah. Number three is action. Action, you want to, you got to do something. You can't just sit there like some guru and think everything's going to happen without you lifting a finger. You've got to put something in, and, and you don't have to put a lot in. Just put a little. You see that's not working? Put a little more. Not working? Put a little more. But you want to put minimum action in because oftentimes what you want requires that someone on the other side wants you to have that. You know, it takes two to tango often. You want something, but there's going to have to be some kind of human cooperation. So have you ever noticed, and I don't know if you guys get this, but um, you ever had someone who's a fundraiser come in too strong? Anyone have that? Fundraisers come in too strong? Did you give them anything? Something, maybe. Not a lot. Not a lot. You ever had a fundraiser come in gently and respectfully? And you gave them more than you thought you would? Yeah? So that's that's just to give an analogy. Uh, You want to go a little, because most of the things we want in life are going to require some kind of human cooperation. And so you want to... You're tunneling. What you want is your tunnel. The other people's cooperation is their tunnel. You can't force the tunnel through. It'll collapse. Yeah, you can't just have it all coming from your side. And so you can tunnel, but tunnel slowly and tunnel respectfully. And feel it out. Sense, sense the other person's 
you know, willingness in that which you're putting out there. For example, I'm a sea of love, right? But I'm meeting people who are a sea of protection. Now, how's a sea of love going to do with someone who's a sea of protection when, you know, when I come in full bore, you know, giving a hug to a guy in a, a three-piece suit with a tie and a, you know, like, you know, you know his top buttons like this, and I'm going to come in for, oh, time for a hug? Not time for a hug. But I can tunnel with a handshake. And I'm going to tunnel my way to that hug. And that hug may come a week later, a year later. Only when he's ready comes the sea of love. Yeah, but the sea of love ain't coming until this guy's going to be ready, recipient. So I'm going to be tunneling, slowly tunneling my way towards inter, you know, that kind of uh, interaction. Now, number four is um, number four. <laughs> Here I go. I'm trying to remember all ten steps. So let's get to. I think I'm just going to put them all to challenge myself here. Hey, not a lot of room. Okay, let's get it over here. Let's do uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you guys want this? You sure you want it? You really want it? Yeah. Okay, because you better want it, or I'm not going to remember it. Okay. Now, um, I'm, I'm just I'm, normally I have an order to it, but right now I'm just going to go with what comes. In the okay. So can you see this? Okay. Is that better? So, number four is... I'm skipping, but it's okay. Number four is the subject. Four is the subject that the that a lot of people make the, the grave error of using negative subjects. And they think that saying that they don't want that to, they think that's going to help, but it's actually the subject that counts. So, like for example, if someone says that they're that they don't want to be sick anymore, what's the subject? She's sick. If someone says they don't want to be broke anymore, what's the subject? Someone says that they they don't want their heart broken again. What's the what's the subject? Heartbreak. You got to be really careful. The subject. Back to the Kabbalah. This entire creation down here is created with uh, through parallel realms. You know, all there is is really God's oneness. Everything's being projected from light. By the way, this is not just Judaism. This is physics. Okay, everything comes from light energy. Well, that light energy is coming in. It's one. It's one light. But that one light is breaking down into many, and it comes down parallel worlds, which are filtering the light. And those parallel worlds are filled with billions and billions and billions of beings. Some of those beings are shooting through as vegetation. Let there be vegetation. And so those beings are coming through, meaning at first they're kind of holographically intertwined, but eventually they come quite specialized until they ultimately lock into... Uh, anyone here got a piece of fruit? No one in here has a piece of fruit. No one brought an apple for the day? Okay. So eventually it locks itself into the wood of our tables or the cotton of my shirt. Okay. So everything's coming down these... Through, via these beings. So to my flesh, like my skin, is from the words, let there be animals upon the earth. And, uh, and uh, really it's let there be humans upon the earth, right after the animals, but it's kind of part animal until the soul was blown into the nostrils. So we're kind of part animal. And the, all of these are coming down these things, down this system. And that system's built 
to conspire with your will. Meaning, meaning what you will, what you want, is what's going to happen to you. But there's one caveat, is that you've got to be really careful that when you say what you want, be careful not to say what you don't want. Okay? Do not say what you don't want. Say what you want. Now, that gets hard for people who are really ill to talk about health, and it gets hard for poor people to talk about abundance. That's hard. But you've got to challenge yourself. And even though it sounds like it's a pipe dream, and even though it sounds like it's a million miles away from you, you speak in those terms. You speak as if it's already coming to you. You speak from the opposite of that which you're experiencing. And, and what happens is all those little beings in the whole system will actually conspire to your will. They will start aligning themselves and moving vibrationally to that which you, that, that which you suggest is what you want. So you've got to be really careful. And that's why you'll notice you keep getting more of what you don't want. You notice that? Keep getting more of what you don't want. And that doesn't make sense. If you don't want it, why do you get more of it? And the answer is, is because you're, you're breaking the rule of subject. You're breaking the subject rule. You have to stick with what you do want, not what you don't want. Clear? And again, it'll feel like you're lying sometimes because you're, at, you're really speaking in terms of something you're nowhere near. It's miles from you. But you still can speak in those terms. You can speak in that kind of abundance, and that that abundance will find its way to you. Yeah. You make it sound like it's really mostly dependent on us, on our thoughts, on shadows. But isn't what is like? I've got a star from coming to the picture. Moon, have you got one? Thank you for asking that. Now the um, we're going to do that. I think we'll do that uh, next. We'll do vessel. Uh, so. The next is, uh, we're going to say it in English, Yihi Ratzon. That's, did I say English? Mm. That's not great English, is it? <laughs> we're going to fix that. Thank you. Well, now that we know that the subject is what's important, so you can wind up getting stuff that God doesn't want for you. Can you imagine being able to get something God doesn't want? Can you imagine it doing that? Well, that's the way God set it up, you know. Well, let's just use our own classroom for an example. Raise your hand if you've ever done something wrong. <laughs> Keep your hands up if you succeeded. <laughs> well, you're, you're, there's your answer. You can do stuff that's not God's will. Yeah, and you will succeed. And God's behind your success, and God, God's like, you should know he was rooting for you the whole time. You know, and, and what do you mean he's rooting for me? I, it was against his will. Why is he rooting for against his will? Because that's God's will for us in this world. God's will, we don't know what God's, we don't know who God is. God is a total mystery to us. And even helping you do the wrong things based on his will for our world like going against his will for our world, he will allow you to. Because this is a, we're all inside one giant personal growth seminar. It lasts for about 80, 90 years. Some people even make it to 100 in the seminar. But we're all in one giant seminar. And in seminars, you have to go through, like, I don't know if any of you ever did a personal growth seminar, but you've got to go through a lot. And you really go through a lot. They push you to the end. And uh, any of you ever done one of these things? Ever, anyone ever put themselves on the altar? Mm -hmm. 
of a serious, you know, like world class level personal growth guru. You done it? You know what I'm? T- you know the level of surrender I'm talking about? I've done some sweat lodges. Yeah, <laughs> that's surrender. You've done sweat sweat lodge, and that's surrender. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, there's a level of surrender. So we're all in God's semi- God's giant seminar, and you have to go through a lot. And, and everything you do is going to wind up putting you in another place. And that place you might, might wind up in might be exactly where you didn't want to go. And you're going to have to eventually submit and to surrender to, you know, something stronger and more powerful than you. And, and that, that kind of surrender, you can, you, can, you can do it synthetically through seminars, but we're all going to be, we're all doing it in our lives is we're in a constant state. Of, of some level of, of surrendering. And in the end, we'll all surrender. Because, you know, when we're all old and gray, God's just going to, because we're all born with a hook in our mouth, so he's just going to reel all of us in at the end. And he's extremely patient, you know, like a fisherman who knows he's already hooked a fish. He doesn't care letting out line. Let the fish go swim for another two kilometers in the opposite direction. The fisherman's chill. He's just sitting on the boat, having a beer, letting out the line. Because <laughs> in the end, he's already caught the fish. It's just a matter of time until he reels them in. And so, so the, the bottom line is, you can do stuff that's not God's will. But if you want to succeed in life, like you want to have an amazing life, align your will with God's will. Which is what we say, he wrote some in Hebrew. That's what I had written in Hebrew. He wrote some, may it be your will. Many of our prayers in Hebrew or may it be your will. I don't know if it's your will, but may it be your will that I do this. And if it ain't your will, I don't want it. I don't want it. For example, there's a lot of vehicles that I'd like to have. I'm a, uh, I am used to race cars, and I'm also an off-road enthusiast. And I used to literally jump four-wheel drive trucks, like jump them big distances and stuff. So... I'm really into off-road vehicles, but I also race car- streetcars. And so I really like uh, fast streetcars as well. I don't own either right now. And I would love to have those cars, but I'm not interested in them if God doesn't want me to have them. Why? Well, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. I don't want to be flying around a turn at 85 miles per hour in some low-to-the-ground sports car, you know, if someone, if a truck happened to dump a bucket of oil off the back, just, you know, whatever, just an oil fell out of the back of the truck, which at, at 35 you can handle, but not at 85. I don't want, I don't want that. That's not my will. And I just, uh, two years ago, we buried my, my cousin, such a beautiful guy. He, he was ra- driving, what's that BMW race car that people get? Yeah, what was it called? I-8. Yeah, he was. He, was, he missed the curb. I mean, he hit the curb, but he, but he missed making the turn by like two centimeters. And he was just found like on the rocks down a cliff uh, on the beach, you know, like a day later. Yeah, nightmare. So you understand why we want? May it be your will. Yeah, we want, we want it to be God's will, not just our will. Clear? Humbly powerful? Okay, good. You have a question? Yeah, but even if we envision ourselves, let's say, like, having a billion dollars, doesn't mean that it's just going to show up. Like, we don't, like, some gods, like, 
you know what I'm saying? Like God. Not yet. Like if I envision myself and I take all the action steps and I go and I go get the best job I can or whatever, but it doesn't end up working out. Like just because I envision myself, if God doesn't want me to have it, then I won't have it. That's like right. the, So. Thank you so much. So we're going to skip six now, or, you know, we'll put six at seven. You guys are, like, teaching this class for me. And you're, like, literally, the things I was forgetting are being said. So. Yeah, so the next is veto. It also begins with a V. A and an E. Perfect. Now it's a T. So, so the next thing is God has the veto power. And you should not get discouraged. When you get a no, like if someone says no to you, just take it respectfully. That's God saying no. Sometimes the answer is just no. Yeah. Oh, you're just reminding me of another one. Uh, I'm just going to keep writing the word vessel. (laughs) Anyway, sometimes the answer is simply no. And, and that's okay. No, no works. What do you mean, no works? No works. And you know what? If you don't get that billion dollars at that job because you're getting no's, those no's are your best friends. Those no's are directing you towards your billion dollars. And the, and the, I mean, it was kind of a weird example because, I mean, there's, there's very few people in the world want a billion dollars. No, I know, but... <laughs> But I'm saying that you've been, I don't know. Whatever it is you'd want. You know, let's say you'd want uh, you'd want a husband and a beautiful home with a two-car garage with two cars and a bunch of kids in there. And the and so whatever, even a billion dollars. Every no you get is totally directing you on the way. Because that job might have been great, but it only got you to a five hundred million. Mm-hmm. And five hundred million is half of what you wanted. And there's no way above that. You're going to hit a ceiling there. And so the no's are going to be really important. You get that? No. No's is important. No's are good. Okay? No's... See, unfortunately for most of us, we consider no a rejection. We consider no a failure. But in fact, that no is your greatest teacher. That no is going to be the most important information there. There's a ton to learn right there in that no. And that no is going to make sure you're not making the same mistakes twice. But unfortunately, most people hear a no, and they just they, they treat it like pin, pinball, you know, like a pinball machine, where it's like a bumper. So they get that no, and they just go fly in the opposite direction. They get a no there, boom. They're going to fly over there, boom. And they're just going to wait for a yes somewhere. That's how most people date. And that's one way to wind up with a terrible marriage. You know, just just see how many people you can bump into until one says yes. Like, yeah, I'll have mercy on you and marry you after all your no's. You know, the it's just not we don't we don't go around like getting rejected till someone finally nice enough to treat this like this like stray dog. Someone's willing to take care of the stray cat that got bounced from person to person for enough years. You know, we're not looking for, you know, we're not like a chesed case. Instead, we are, and the same thing goes with business, is that how many people fail, failed, 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 and then just finally found something that they accepted them at, just like we spoke about in dating. They found something that, you know, they were more or less 
you know, appreciated for in work. And then they just figure that's that must be, you know, what they're supposed to do. You know, it's the famous analogy of the the, the you know the archer analogy where the king's walking with his men and and the and they notice that there's arrows right in the very center of bullseyes. So whoever this archer is, he makes it right in the bullseye every single time. So the king says to his men, "Go find me the archer." So the the men search the forest. They find the archer. They bring the archer to the king. And the king uh, asks him, what's your secret? How do you get in the bullseye each time? So he says, it's easy. I pull back my arrow. I aim it at the tree. I release the arrow. And then I take my paintbrush and I paint a target around it. <laughs> so that's how most people date. That's how most people um, find their profession. In other words, we're just painting targets around, you know, whatever mediocre situation we wound up with. You know, whoever whoever's willing to take this stray dog in to, you know, help feed it or love it. Okay? And that that's just not that's not the way things are done for you know, highly successful people. Instead are going to when they get a no, they're gonna they're gonna just learn the lessons from it and keep pushing. Keep pushing, keep pushing. In other words, if you get a failure, you wanna chew on it. You want to chew on the fat of failure. Most people spit it out and run the other direction like the pinball. But you want to actually chew on failure and learn its lessons. It's tremendous lessons. And you'll see all the successful people in the world, when you meet them, they will tell you all about the, the failures they went through and how they pushed ahead learning those lessons. And also, when you meet people who have true love and true connection in their marriages, and you ask them about that, they will tell you the amazing stories of painful stuff they went through together as a couple until they built themselves into the beautiful couple that they are. Yeah? Isn't the answer not always like, no, that's going to be yes eventually? Isn't it also that maybe what you think is the best thing for you is not actually the best thing for you and therefore like, not like a compromise, but like what you end up getting is not what you really wanted, but it ended up being better for you. That, ha- that happens all the time. Yeah, that's what, like, that happens all the time. Not like... Sure, and God, and God's, God sometimes loves you enough to do that for you and give you proper nose. But unfortunately, because He set up the system to respond so much to our will, He will let you cut your cut your own nose off. You understand? God will generally let you cut your own nose off, but it could be that you'll have enough. I don't know what you have to do. Maybe there's a whole other class. What do you got to do to have God love you enough? that he's going to not let you mess up your own life. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, aren't we all scared to death we're going to mess up our own life? We're going to marry the wrong person. We're going to wind up in the, you know, making bad decisions in business or whatever we're going to do. You know, I lose everything. And, you know, like, wouldn't that be, what does it take to have a relationship with God such that, such that you don't have to spend your life scared you're going to blow it? So that's a class. We'll have to do that another time. I don't even know what the class would come out like. Okay, next is win-win. So here I am. I've got to, I've got to teach a class in Brooklyn. I'm at JFK. It was before the kiosks. You know those kiosks where we now get to quickly pass passport control? Before those kiosks. So now it's like you, there was an hour wait at JFK. So you got off your 12-hour flight to New York. And then you got another hour to stand there. 
And I say to the the lady, because I got to teach a class in Brooklyn, I say to the lady, um, do you mind if I go through with the crew, the flight crew, because I've, I've got a class to teach in Brooklyn. Always add the because, by the way. Always add the because. You don't just ask people for things. You have to tell them why. People love a story. People love a story. So so that, that's an important hint, is never ask for something without a because. Anyway, the, uh, the, by the way, if you think I'm just teaching how to be manipulative, <laughs> I'm not. I know I respond to stories, and other people respond to stories. When people request something from me and it comes with a story, uh, this morning, I'm in the shook, and it's loud, and it's noisy, and I, I just, and it's so crazy, and but I just saw this phone number, and I said, you know what, that's a mysterious phone number. I answered it, and it was for um, an emergency, uh, how do you call it, uh, transplant, that someone has to be flown out, and would I be, mind giving a one-time gift to help with the transplant of someone getting flown out today for the transplant? So, now, had it just been that organization, in the crazy shook, saying, can you please give, you know, a gift? even one time, the answer would definitely be no. It would definitely be no. Or call me back later or send me a text or anything but ask me now. But as soon as the because, there's a transplant and someone's being flown out now and we need, we need to raise that money on the spot. So, so I, was, I said, yes, please write me down for this, this amount of money. Thank God they had my credit. I didn't know who they were. I couldn't hear. Like All I heard was emergency transplant just for today, like, please. And so I just said an amount, thank God she mentioned the last four digits of my credit card, so I have no idea who this person is. But at least they had my credit card. <laughs> to me, that's a pleasure that someone has my credit card number. Yeah, because then I don't have to give it to her. Mm-hmm. And, and then have her repeat it back when I'm in the shook. So, the you understand? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying to manipulate her. I'm saying that you, you want to you draw people in with your story. Okay? But anyway, so I say to the lady, do you mind if I go through with the flight crew? Because I've got to teach a class in Brooklyn now. And she says, she says, she like looks left and right. She's like, okay, go. And I go through the flight crew. And by the way, they'll send me through every time like that. And then as I'm walking out of customs into baggage claim, I just want to look back and just kind of, if she's still looking at me, just thank her or whatever. And I look back and I see a an official of customs come up to her shaking his head and saying, three strikes, you're out. It's the third time. You're out of your, you're, you're fired. It didn't happen, by the way. And you're all like, oh no. I'm just making this up. I'm making it, I'm not making up the fact that I go through with the flight crew. <laughs> that happens a lot. But I'm, I'm making up the, her getting fired, which would be a win-win or a win that's a big win-lose. So you don't go through with the flight crew if it's going to wind up causing someone their job. You have to be very careful because as you get better and better at these 10 steps of radiating, when you get really good at this, so it could be a win-lose. You got something and someone else got hurt in the process. And so when you have powerful radiating you know, ability, you can actually step all over people and cause harm. And which is which is ultimately, you know, that's manipulative and that's negative and that's that's going to create all kinds of badness in the world. And so it's really important that we we are in the win-win mode, whatever we are, 
in the process of radiating something we want. Is that clear? Okay. So like there's there's like my 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 radiating is so powerful that that often retail people will sell me things for less than cost, but I won't take it. I won't take it. You know, they'll they'll say to me. Yeah, you know it's it's two hundred and eighty shekels. Uh, you know, I paid I pay one eighty for it, and uh, but you know what? Just take it for one fifty, young tiff. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Even, I'm not taking for one fifty, and and I'm not paying two eighty either because I ain't no foo. But I, <laughs> but you know, let me give you two hundred or something. Just kidding. I, I'll, sometimes I'll even do full price, but I'm a tipper. You know, I like to tip. I like to. I like to tip, and I like to tip generously, and, and I also like to tip random people. And I'll tell you one trick, which is a bit manipulative, is when you go to a wedding, tip your waiter at the very beginning. Tip your waiter at the beginning. You'll be shocked at what happens. It's just amazing what happens. You want to really enjoy a wedding. And by the way, you don't have to tip them a lot. Like, figure if you go out to dinner, let's say, for a nice dinner, that's not even going to come close to the wedding's dinner. So you go to a nice dinner, let's say you're going to spend it. The least you're going to be spending 30 bucks, if not 40 or 50 so give the waiter when you get to the table 10 or 20 bucks and you'll just be shocked what happens like for example you come back from the dance and they've taken away the whole main course when, and you'd only had a bite of it because <laughs> someone pulled you off the table to introduce you to somebody but you've already tipped the waiter 20 bucks and you say to the waiter you know they took my main course off the t- or you know my main course got cleared by the bus boys you know he's just like I'll be right there and you know next thing you know you're like eating your in the main course but they, some people want to tip at the beginning and remember that like there's certain situation you're going to be in where tip comes at the beginning and it, it's just worth it or just keep, if you're in a hotel and you're at the con- you keep going to the concierge you just keep giving the concierge 20 bucks every time you, you know, no matter what you do with them you know you're just asking them, like what time's the bus arriving and they're like it's arri- it's arriving you know your tour bus I think it gets here at 11.30 and you're like okay there's 20 bucks and now you may not ever cash in on that 20 bucks, but if you ever need something serious, like if something really serious happened, you can call that guy, and that guy will do backflips for you to, to make sure you get worked out. You know, like, like, for example, you're on your way to your flight, and the bus breaks down by the Dead Sea. He's going to come pick you up in his, in his own Toyota Corolla you know, and bring you to the airport you know, so you don't miss your flight. So the, anyway, but that, that's all part of the win-win Vessel stuff, that's we already spoke about yesterday. That was yesterday's class and personal growth is to get you gotta clean out your style. Because you can you can you can want all you want, but if you're typing fresh stuff over old documents, it's not gonna go anywhere. Cause cause until you've cleaned house, until you've done your personal work, so then it's really hard to radiate on garbage. You understand? Hard to radiate positivity on negativity. And, and it's, it's wishful thinking. There's a lot of, you know, the book, The Secret, which talks a lot about this stuff, doesn't mention it. Doesn't mention how you have to clear yourself out. It just kind of ran on the fact that you can maybe radiate what you want without discussing the fact that, that the answer, maybe you can't because you're not clear. You gotta be, you gotta be coming from a very clean place before you're gonna get real positive results in what you want in life. Is that clear? So you gotta be that vessel, which means you gotta put that past in the past, and you gotta have yourself cleared out such that you can radiate, I'm awesome, I'm amazing, 
I deserve an amazing life. I'm healthy. I, I'm beautiful. I, I have. A, I'm a sea of love. Everyone try that one. I'm a sea of love. One, two, three. You you want to be a sea of love? Well, you're going to have to trust. But how am I going to trust if I've been smashed and crashed and egg sliced and diced? And like, how can you be a a sea of love if you are so protective of your heart from all the hell you've been through? Good luck being a sea of love. You understand? Saying you're a sea of love means nothing because you can't have love without trust. And you can't have trust without healing the heart from the from the past there's no love without there's no sea of love without trust trust and love go together there's trust and then there's love and how do you trust if you've been hurt and so and you think getting married helps you know at least now you have an insurance policy on your finger but it doesn't help it doesn't help you'll see that uh, that those who have been hurt will still take years and years for your spouse to win your trust and even then more years because it's only new levels of trust new levels of trust that's the situation we're in but it's it's a journey we'll all be on it but if you have any chance to raise your kids in a situation where you protect them until marriage if you have that opportunity and it won't cramp your style too much because it obviously comes with a lot of like observant community stuff that you're going to have to like it's quite a horse pill to swallow, you know, because if you want to protect your kids till marriage, it would have to come with observant lifestyle. <laughs> if you're going to go for observant lifestyle, well, you're going to have to drink a lot of water with that horse pill, you know, because that's, that's a pretty thick pill to swallow. But what a blessing to give your kids. And I've, I've already married off one. I got another one engaged, and it is a blessing for them. I've given them a great blessing. I've swallowed the horse pills, and they're getting all the blessings. And the, uh, and the trust is there. And you, my wife and I will look at our young couples and see that they've achieved something that we in our 25 years can't achieve yet. We will achieve it. We're not quitting. We're going. We're going for it. And we're going to find those little spots where we shut down. God knows where and when. We're going to find them. We're going to take a crowbar. And we're going to open that spot up and love each other even more. But we still haven't achieved what our, what our children have achieved in... Matter months together of what they what they can achieve. So if you have the opportunity to protect your children, that's certainly a nice thing to do. But uh, again, you got <laughs> comes at a price, a major lifestyle price. But but the nice thing about it is you get to live in two worlds. Two worlds are pretty cool. This world's quite amazing once you start getting yourself clear. I mean, once you clear out your vessel, this world's quite awesome. And uh, but you also get to build a castle in the sky to live into as well. So it's not just you got to marry your kids off nicely in a way that their hearts are open and trusting. But you can also have two worlds. Two worlds are cool. You know, the, 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 the Rebbe of uh, Lubavitch, the Balatanya, was put in jail. And the, the guy, the guard decided he's just going to kill him. Yeah, it's Russian jail 200 years ago. It's like, just for fun, he was going to kill him. And uh, they're not exactly... Jew lovers over there and so he just decided he's going to kill the Rebbe so he comes over to kill him tells him to say his prayers he'd already popped off a few other people each day and he tells him to say his prayers whoa it's 10 after he's telling him to say his prayers and the Rebbe says go ahead I have two worlds you want to take away this world I got one waiting for me and the guard says not on my back <laughs> pulls the gun away later he was freed from jail okay last two real quick um 
Last two, number nine is um, be committed. God favors committed people. Are there two T's in committed? Okay, be committed. Okay, that's a whole class in itself. If you want me to do it, I'll do it tomorrow. It's an amazing class. will change your life forever. If you're the commit, be committed class. Amazing work. But it's, it's, the, it's as opposed to someone who lives in decision mode and is always kind of given over to new decisions all the time. Committed means there are no more decisions being made. I'm in. I'm committed. And God favors committed people. And just, you get it. He just tears down walls for committed people. And the, the last one is that there's only God. And that's also a whole class in itself. Maybe I'll do this one Thursday if you want me to do these two. Is that all of this is an illusion. And the more you get that this world's an illusion, the more you can start being like like uh, Uno, not Uno, uh, one, not one, Neo in the Matrix. You actually can, like once you realize this world's an illusion, you can actually move through it like that. Like you can actually get really good at carving through. Shalom, everybody. It was a pleasure. And uh, please, again, yomtomediaclub.com. Join the club. Sunday night, please, God. We're going to be together. Okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.